Thanks, everybody, for turning in again for the Kingly Conversations. Really just want to give a shout out to everybody who listened last week. Uh, we appreciate the feedback. We appreciate you listening in because you could have been doing anything else with your time. But we appreciate the fact that you spent some of your time with us here at Kling- Kingly Conversations. So, again, this week we're going to be, uh, you know, having a pretty in-depth discussion um, for the most part about uh, some, a, a topic that uh, Mr. Twine brought to the table of openness yes and uh but before we get into that real briefly just uh you know we are available on every major podcast platform so definitely subscribe if you enjoy the content if you enjoy the conversations if you enjoy what we're talking about definitely subscribe and and just go on this journey with us um and we do you know in the places we can receive feedback we do actually you know take a look at that feedback to to make sure that we're bringing you the uh best version possible of what it is that we're doing. All right, so intros. We did the intros last week. You oh, need okay. you need to introduose yourself again. Hey man. Hey, you, who am I? <laughs> 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 like, like, who am Every I? Podcast. All over again. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. We don't, oh, I mean, yeah. they know they know they know it's Calvin <laughs> Allen and Zoe. They know. There you that. go. Okay. Calvin they know Alan who Zoe. it is. They know what it is, All man. Right. I mean, uh so on the um since we're getting going on the topic of openness, what uh, is what is openness? And I guess I'll be asking Zoe since uh, you know this is you know a topic he brought to to the table. You know what what is openness in in your mind at least? Well, in my mind, openness is being vulnerable, mm. being comfortable with who you are. And just living, just being comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. for a long time, like years, dude. It's, it was me not being comfortable and open with yourself, with myself. I got you. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, in regards of being open, I was, I was uh, a chameleon, if you will. Mm. Anywhere I went, I was able to fit in because. I wasn't really being myself. I was conforming to the environment around me. Okay. So as far as being open, uh, just being comfortable with who you are, uh, being able to share, be open and communicate um, without always thinking about, okay, should I say this? Should I say that? Just being, being open, man. Calvin, somebody else? (laughs) (laughs) Well, when he when he said openness, I had a transparency came to mind mm. more than anything. Okay, yes. and I was more or less wondering if you were saying how open should we be with someone, Good and I, I figured that all depends on the relationship. But also, like you said, being true to yourself, being honest with yourself, being open with yourself to let you. To say, okay, this is who I am, whether you like it or not. Take me or leave it, and that, that's hard. I think that comes with time. That comes with maturity. I think being young and especially in a military background, you're trained to conform. You're coming straight out of 
parents. Parents tell you the way to be. Then you go to school. The school tells you the way to be. Then you get in the military. Military tells you the way to be. So by the time you get out into an environment where you can be yourself, make your own decisions in your mind, and say, okay, this is who I want to be, that becomes a challenge to overcome all of the what some people call it uh, brainwashing. Yeah. Everybody else told me what to think and what to do and what to be, right. and now I'm making that decision. So I, I think a lot of us find ourselves in a place where we, we're not comfortable opening up to everyone because of that. And we're, we don't know how we will be received when we finally decide, okay, hey, here I come. <laughs> this, this is who I am. So I think a lot has to do with uh, the relationship you're, you're dealing with. But you got to deal with yourself first. Right. I agree. And I get that fully. I mean, because I know at least in, in, in my case, uh, and I tell people all the time, like it um, – the the me that everybody that you know is the me that I allow you to know, right? Right. In most cases, for me, and um, there are very few people that know oh. the entire person, yeah. right? Um, obviously, you know, depending on <laughs> depending on people's circumstances, certain people are going to know. But I mean, I just was I've always been one of those people that, at least up until I was thirty seven. I don't know what happened at 37. At 37, I just made a decision that I don't care. I'm, I am <laughs> who I it. am, and you just got to deal with that um, to some extent, right? That and switch. Um, yep. it, it, I, and I don't know what it was. I mean, it was literally one day to the next. It was, all right, this is who I am. Yep. I'm done. I don't care what you think. I'm going to be me. And um, It's not a good feeling, though. It is a good feeling because it's 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 a liberating feeling. I mean, as long as you're not like if if you're saying this is who I'm going to be and you want to be a, a, a you know an axe murderer, then that might you know we might want to <laughs> take a pause on on being that person. Oh, but hold on. Okay, so let's look at it this way. All of us here are married. That's correct. Yeah. So now you're you're you have a spouse to consider. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Your openness in that aspect of a relationship with your your spouse. How mm. open or how transparent are you with that relationship? Yeah, I, I think everybody's probably going to be in different places. I mean, m- me and my wife have knew each other for twelve years before we ever even dated. So it wasn't there was never an opportunity because uh, you're not going to be fake and phony for. 12 years. Twelve years, like that's right, hard to right. do. <laughs> so true. you got people out here nowadays married two minutes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, so it, I mean, it is certainly possible, and I, and I know people uh, that either are or have been in relationships that's like that, where it's hard to be open because you've been this person. Yes. Right, to this, you know, to try to gain uh, the relationship of this person, so you've been somebody, and then all of a sudden, you have to. Merges these two people into one and become more open and more trusting, and that's hard for a lot of people to do because it's not something that they've done, or because they've had past hurts and past disappointments, and they bring all of that trauma into the new yeah, situation, really and that that's you know it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to overcome. That is not for the weak. It is not, but doing, I mean, doing such life it's itself hard. is not for the weak. That is true. I agree. I completely. Now, agree. now why you say it's not for the weak? Um. <laughs> that's real. That was, that was a strong statement. It, it was. It's not, it's for, not the, for the. It for the weak. ain't for the weak. Man up. That's. I mean, kingly conversation. <clears throat> kingly conversation. Yes. <laughs> kingly conversation. I say it's not for the weak because not everybody is going to understand your openness 
and you being transparent. Okay. That's that's why I mean it's not for the weak because there's moments where the good, the bad, and the ugly comes with being open and being oh, transparent. Yeah. That ugly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why I say it's not for the weak because when you get to a point where you're comfortable being yourself and being open and being transparent and as far as being married, that your spouse now has to either accept Ooh. your your transparency, your yeah. openness, and, <clears throat> and 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 know how to deal with that, or they can be completely against that and y'all will be bumping heads for the rest of your lives. Yeah. Together. Yeah. So that's why it's not for the weak. So um being in a relationship and being open and being able to be transparent is one thing. However, you also have to be smart with being <laughs> open and being transparent. Like you just like for me, <laughs> I am known for jumping out the window, the, the, jumping out of the window, as we would call it in our relationship. Not that I'm physically going to jump out of a window, but metaphorically, Mike. right? Let's move <laughs> <You> understand. on. Understand <laughs> certified. Let's move on. Uh, but. It, with that being said, we always have this thing where if I am pushing pushing the envelope too hard or coming at it at an angle that may be perceived to be like, yo, you might want to check yourself, I will be checked with a simple phrase, hey, let, let's not jump out the window. And then that is like a, a check for me to like kind of step back and like, all right, let me let me see the big picture, what's going on. And I'm able to move from that and grow from that, you know what I'm saying? Versus just being, it's my way or the highway. Highway. Yeah. <laughs> my way or the highway is never good, <laughs> especially <laughs> without fingers. <laughs> Kick rocks. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely not for the weak. Um, so having the mentality of being able to do so, it's, it's a maturity level beyond um, any high school mindset any kind of uh selfish mindset it it is not going to work out as far as being that being that open and transparent because you you reveal who you are you become completely vulnerable and like i said with a spouse with a significant other mm-hmm. y'all 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 been together for a while so how would y'all as far as being open and transparent as far as y'all spouses individually separate like how how would y'all that's a tough question for me. <laughs> no, no joke. <laughs> because my, I've been with the same woman since tenth grade. Mm-hmm. So she saw the knucklehead, mm. the the fake thug, the, <laughs> the killer, the school the bus. going crazy, the school. Yeah, all of it, all, the, of, it, all yeah. of it. So it wasn't a matter of me trying to hide. It's like I couldn't hide. You see it. This is who you dealing with, and you you decide to stay. She, I always said she just as crazy as I am. You knew I was crazy, <laughs> so you decide to stay. Crazy, cool. no crazy. But then, as time went on, as we matured, then the relationship matured. It, right. it, it became, yeah, she just about my best friend. She is because I don't have anybody else that knows me that well that can say, okay, I seen the worst of them, I seen the best of them, and I'm still riding with them. On that note, that's also a good feeling because that trust that that trust that y'all built throughout those years, right? That's crazy. I like right. it. That's 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 something that I cherish, but it doesn't happen overnight. 
and and you got nowadays everybody's so selfish and like I said, not willing to open up, not willing to be transparent with themselves one and then transparent with somebody else that creates blocks or walls in your relationship because you feel like I have to hide this or I have to keep this part to myself. When you have somebody that's that sees it all, it's like well, you yeah. saw it. You well. saw it. So you saw what I just did. So I, I don't well. know what to tell you. Yeah. You, hey, thank you, love you, glad you. <laughs> you know what I mean. Stick yeah. with, yeah. Hang out. Come on, it gets, it gets better. <laughs> I think most women don't want to deal with that nowadays. And I said, oh, women ain't dealing with that foolishness. Ain't gonna give a man time to grow up. I mean, yeah, right. Well, certainly not at the age we are now. I mean, they expect no. you to. I mean, and. Rightly so, you right. should already be, you know, established, not established, but established mentally. And a lot of people just aren't because, you right. know, they're still dealing with these past traumas. And, and in our case, I think it was, and I tell, and, and I've said this uh, to my wife, we said it to each other, that if we had dated each other in our 20s, mm. definitely wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are both stubborn people. <laughs> right uh, but but we're openness. stubborn about different things is the crazy thing like uh and at this at this stage of life like we're p- playfully stubborn not like yeah. an actual uh uh my way my way stubborn yeah. we're just like oh like for an example you know uh i have no socks so i was like <laughs> okay <laughs> i just i just started wearing her socks i was like whatever you got a drawer full of socks so don't wear these <laughs> <laughs> right but i mean other, rather than you know because some people are gonna get all upset and i'm like nah i mean here's, yeah. here's what I, I tell people all the time like <laughs> I, knew, my drawer. Ahead, I, I knew who i knew who i married and she who knew who she married yeah and i think what what helps us is that neither of us are necessarily because some, some people get into a relationship and they want to then change the other person mm-hmm. and i'm like well one that's you, you can't change anyone anybody the only person you can change is you so um, in terms of being open, I think that's for us because we had all these conversations prior to like, you know, there's a book. I can't remember the name of it. I think it's like um, 10 first dates before you say I do or something like that. Mm-hmm. And but we were and and when we went to counseling, we were already having the conversations that, you know, they were saying, well, these are conversations you need to have. We'd already had the conversations. So I think being older um, and going through whatever we had to go through prior to to get to that point in our lives, I think it just made it so that we were that much more uh, ready to be open and honest. Because rather than trying to be somebody you weren't, you were just like, "Look, this me, right? This me, D I S M E." And uh, I think that does help because then you're not, you know, you're not trying to perpetrate as somebody that you're not actually that as a person that you're not actually being. Um, but yeah. I don't know that that would have been the case in my twenties. Now you said. When you hit thirty seven, you kind of say, "Okay, this is this is it this is it. Switch. This is this is Allen. This is who Allen is." And a whole lot the rest of, of y'all. A whole lot of stuff <laughs> mentally changed at thirty seven. <laughs> do you think it had something to do with a life experience, or was it? It just it just happened. Like how could how could you how could you tell a younger person to how to get there sooner? Uh, I think or would you tell them? For me, I'm not even going to say, I mean, because I think it, for me, it probably came from what would most people call a negative emotion. And, but Jim Rohn would say that, you know, 
negative emotions can have positive effects because what it really was for me was more disgust. I was just tired mm-hmm. of all of it. Yeah. I was tired of, of, of the bills I was paying. I was tired of uh, lack. I was tired of uh, tap dancing. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know what? Forget all that. I've been, you know, I've been, I've been out here for 37 years of my life. Like it's a long time, right. but I've been out here for 37 <laughs> years of my life. Right. Um, and for a lot of it, you're trying to make other people happy. And then I said, well, you know what? There's really only one. You can't make anybody else happy. Right. If they're, if they're, if they're going to be happy, I just believe you can contribute to somebody's happiness, but if they're a miserable person, there's nothing you can do to make them happy. Yeah. And simultaneously, if they're a, if they're a, a normally happy person, then you can add to that happiness. And I just said, you know what? I'm this is I'm just going to the people that I am around, my circle, if you will. I'm just going to be the best friend, best spouse, whatever that I can be in the moment. And whatever else happens, I ain't worried about the rest of them people. Because at the end of the day, I come home to one place and that's the person that matters the most. So as long as we good, I don't even worry about everybody else. I like but it. that happened. That definitely happened in 37. It was almost like like a light bulb, like a switch, whatever you want to call it, whatever term you want to use. It was literally one day to the next. That was when I started growing my hair out, grew the beard out. I was just like, nah, this, this me, D-I-S-M-E. <laughs> so that that was... And I don't know, like I said, I don't know what got me to that point. Other than that, I was just tired of everything else. And I was like, nah, if I'm, I will live and die as who I am. Instead of trying to be anybody else, I'll just live and die as Alan. Got it. Well, I don't know the exact age it happened. I can tell you it was in my late 30s. I can tell you that. However, there was an event that happened. Um a loss in the family. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, I was basically back against the wall. I I had to weigh my options. I had to figure out, okay, what is my next move? I had no place to go. I was literally, I, I had to figure out what my next plan was. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, it helped me get past that uh, a maturity level, if you will, because in the beginning I was I was it selfish and all this, like we talked about prior to. But at that point, I realized who I was, okay. and I accepted who I was, um, and that helped me get past a lot of hurdles, a lot of obstacles. I'm I'm I'm. We're talking about openness, but I'm trying to paraphrase as much as possible. So I'm going to just go ahead and say it. When my mother passed away. Yeah. Uh Okay. uh, I realized some things. We had some conversations prior to her death. And it made me realize that I, it wasn't me all the way. Right. I was, I was apologized to. Okay. Fonza. (laughs) I'm sorry. And by that time, you know, after dealing with so much, your your heart is just like okay with it. So like, yo, what you apologizing for? Yeah. I was used to things. Yeah. A mother should never talk to her son that way, mm-hmm. is what was said. I was like, and then all right, all right, I'm realizing some things. Some things going through my head. I'm processing. I was just trying to get over on you. 
mm. take advantage of you. Mm. And that's when the switch in my head, I was done. Yeah, that'll do it. I was completely done. That'll do it. So at that point, hi, mm. my name is Afonso. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, at that point, that's when I realized, yo, this is who I am. Yeah. So no more of people, me trying to make other people happy. No more conforming to other people's wishes and, and whatever they had. Um, that moment was, right now I'm, I'm getting getting kind of uh, emotional, but I will say that it definitely helped me realize who I am as a person. It made me comfortable in my own skin. And if you didn't like what me you got. and what I got, <laughs> right. then move on. I cut off a lot of things, man. A lot of things. Like, just like, nope, I'm done completely. And it's like, I started brand new. It's like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it's, oh man, it's like, I'm a new person now. My mindset has changed financially. My mindset has changed about relationship. My mindset has changed about being emotionally stable and intelligent. Man, a lot of things came with that, man. I'm, I appreciate it. That's the. It is. It sounds like uh, these decisions come from trauma, though. That's what. That's the unfortunate that, part. And, and that, that, that concerns one. me a little bit because I don't know if I, t- I went to a funeral last week. Yes, oh, we did. God bless you. Love you, Orion. Um, what, Orion? Constellation. Yeah, and I told my wife. I said I didn't. I haven't lost anybody yet. I have my friends. I have y'all. I don't. I, I after the pandemic, yeah, I cut a lot of people out. I think everybody made it I easy. Think, man, I think like, after this, pandemic, all the people I wanted to cut off, you cut off. What? <laughs> I changed my phone number. I did everything because it, it let me see something early. I would go through my entire contact list yeah. and would check on everybody. Just say, "Hey, I love you. Are you alive? Everything good? Okay." I did that for maybe two, three months into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That third, fourth month, when those messages didn't come back, oh wow, it didn't, it wasn't reciprocated. Yeah, understood. I said, Roger that. No more. <laughs> I, just <laughs> to, I, I had to be honest with myself. Okay, Calvin, you are a friend to people who are not friends to you, mm. and that was a gut check for me because yeah. I felt like, okay, I need to do better with the friends that actually do. Open up and share And actually are there yeah. Rather than trying to be friends To everybody Can't do that And uh, you know to I hate the word piggyback these days But uh, Somebody was talking to me The other day Because you know One of the things that I didn't realize Growing up And they didn't realize Because Is that if So I was raised in the military My mother was in the army um, And so I You know Started out life uh, in, in Texas And then moved to another state And another state and then North Carolina, and then overseas. So for me, when it came when it came to you know friends, you saw them when you saw them because there was no other. Was, Facebook didn't exist, right? There was no other option. You knew somebody for two or three years, and then they were gone. Mm-hmm. And for I didn't realize how different it would be for somebody who grew up with the same group of friends because the people I've known the longest, I've known them since tenth grade, and that's it. Mm. Like. 10th grade is 10th grade to now. Wow. Most of the, now some of the people I have found on, on Facebook and, and, you know, reconnected somewhat, but you know, we're talking about, I, I don't have anybody that I've known since kindergarten, not one single person 
other than my own family. I have nobody that I've known. As a matter of fact, I have nobody that I've known longer than seventh grade because I didn't grow up, you know, in one place. And so uh, what I found out from talking to, to him is that, you know, those friendships are different because people that moved around all the time, they, 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 they pick up right where the friendship left off whenever they see you. Okay. But people that grew up in one place, they tend to feel some kind of way if somebody yeah. doesn't reciprocate, you know, the actions that, that, that they're given. Um, and I, you know, because I've been on one side and then heard mm. about it, because I mean, this was something he just, we talked about maybe two weeks ago, uh, maybe three weeks ago. And I was like, I never thought about it. Mm. Um, but for me, I mean, there are people that I haven't talked to in at least a year, but if I see you or yeah, if you cool. call me and yeah. you need something, yeah. then I'm going to be there. Yeah. Um, and I think that, but I think that that mindset and that mentality in some respects comes from the fact that I moved around so much. And when I say so much, I mean, I've only lived in four states in one country, uh, one additional country. So, I mean, I've lived in two countries and four states in this country. Mm-hmm. And every time, if, if you weren't moving, the friends you had were moving. Yeah. Because that's just the, yeah. that's the military cycle. Now here in this area, they're fortunate you could change duty stations and, and be in right the same place. <laughs> but when your mother's in the army, ain't no right around the street, right? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? Not if they change duty stations, they go to another base more than likely. Especially you know as an officer. So, um, so I can I can certainly relate to that. Now in my in my case, you know, there was just the the pandemic just gave me excuses to not see people. Yeah, I'm not even going. I mean, because I mean by nature. I am more of an introvert than I am an extrovert. I'm an for extrovert. Sure. I need people. I'm yeah, because I was talking to my dad about it. Because my dad was saying, you know, he just misses seeing the people. I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> see, I gotta see some. Like, I gotta see somebody. Like I, you know, I'm like I enjoy people, but if I don't see them, oh, well. all right, <laughs> so good. I'm good. I got some. I got some books. I got some audios. I got, yeah. I got my Xbox. Yeah, but I, think, I think for extroverts, we actually have no, to you, have you that, have to that, have that interaction. Yeah, we, we have to have that interaction because, yeah. mm-hmm. boy, I'm sorry. You say no. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one. But look, <laughs> but it's not bad. It's not bad because I have kids and, and yeah, in laws and family pretty close. Yeah. So that was my interaction. Yeah. No, and I get not that. to say I don't need the outside fan, friends. Yeah. Right. But. I get both sides of the because I'm an introvert who I, I get both sides because I mean I tell people all the time I do enjoy being around people in small doses in small like, doses if, too, like if I'm I, yeah. I, I, I can't stand you know parties for more than especially if I'm if I don't know nobody there I mm-hmm. can't stand I hate that like if I don't know anybody I'm not gonna meet anybody I'm gonna just be like oh here's this drink in my hand and I'm just chilling okay cool yeah, I have time to I'm not gonna, yeah <laughs> got to that's the yes. biggest thing it's like it for I heard it uh, a guy named Eric Worry said it this way he's like you know extroverts being with people gives them energy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for introverts being with people drains, drains their energy yeah. and then they got to go true. recharge yeah, yeah, and that is true yeah because you spend it's almost like you out here you know pushing so much of yourself i just like ooh, i just <laughs> ooh, i got tired i'm tired i'm like i ain't done nothing but went to a cookout i'm just yeah. tired and I'm, I'm the opposite has anybody seen my charging plug i need to go ahead and get some more energy <laughs> exactly so it's it's i mean it's it, but it's a thing well, I have a question. Well, speaking of, oh, go ahead no um you go ahead first cuz i was well going, I, I was going to say one of my concerns and this is what i was <coughs> One of my concerns is for young people, for kids, mm-hmm. because they're going through a lot of mental and emotional issues right now with the for pandemic. Sure. For sure. Um, 
That's why parents too. Parents too, exactly. <laughs> and that's yeah. why I'm um, asking and encouraging people to, to monitor and take time out with your kids. Um, I have a youth mentoring program, Oh Lord Youth Mentoring. If you got a chance, please check out the website, donate, give, send some time to support, help out. It's uh, www.olordyouthmentoring.org. Um, but yeah. Check on the kids, man. Check on the youth. The same stress and the same frustrations. They suffer too. Yeah, they're yeah. suffering. And probably worse because there's so suffering. much more used to seeing their friends than adults are. Right. And that's the big And that's thing. a big change. They're not going to school, so it, it, it has taken its toll. It has oh, I'm sure. taken its toll on our kids. So. It's, it's amazing to me how if the social fabric is disrupted, how damaging it is. To just the human psyche. I mean, it's the reason why, you know, they put people in solitary confinement when they really want to punish you in prison. But it's just, uh, you know, nobody, the last people that were around to see it would be more than 100 years old because the last time something like this happened was the Spanish flu. Right. And that that's the last time that we they were in any environment like this where they did the same things then schools closed, everything was closed, you know, Um, so. But definitely check on the kid. Check on everybody. Right. I mean, even right. if you check just shoot everybody. somebody a text, hey, you're doing all right, you're doing cool, just even check on everybody. Though, even though at times they may come off as, I'm good. Still. Or, you know, they, they try to put it off or they, oh, you in my business, oh, you know, no privacy. You, you still have to take time to check on them. Just wanted to throw that in there mm-hmm. as well. Now I'm going to sound terrible, but I believe that the only people who get privacy are the people that pay for it. So if you're not paying bills, you don't get <laughs> that's, privacy. That's why. <laughs> you're not paying bills. You don't get privacy. Back, this is why we no get along so well. <laughs> like, you I, don't. I, I agree. Like you want like slam a door again. Watch you watch me take it off the hinges and then you won't have a door. Well, you like come on, be man. open. I'm old school. I don't know why. Give me my phone. I want to check it. <laughs> You know, yes, it's, it's time. For well, I'm an IT. I don't even need you to give me my phone. I don't That's even nice. need. You know, you, you know, I just have. I just have something on there you can't remove. You know, so check it. I got cool. a question. I have a question. Okay. Uh, in regards of openness, um, I do have a question for you too. Um, does being vulnerable make you uncomfortable, or being open does it make you uncomfortable at all? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think. Um, I think most things that are worthwhile are going to make you uncomfortable. Um, as, as an example, so uh, I'm in IT, of course, and every single day I'm uncomfortable. I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. And I think that even in relationships, you just, you, you're, you're, it's like you are holding on to a flagpole in a wind tunnel all the time. It may not really feel that way every day, but every day it's like, okay, I have to make sure that, at least in my case, I'm always considering someone else's thought process in all the decisions that I make. Um, And so just that alone takes some level of vulnerability. Some people are just selfish. They're like, I'm going to consider me and nobody else. And I'm like, well, then you probably should be single. (laughs) <laughs> like you probably right. should be single. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I would say it's, it, it's not, it's, but it's not a level of uncomfortable that is unmanageable. Right. It's not like you're just afraid or, or scared or anything like that. It's just, it's almost like, um, like if you had a, um, 
like something just poking you in the side slightly, but not like a harmful poke, but just like some, something touching you on the side that you know it's there all the time, but it doesn't bother you really in any way. So there's, if you know, if somebody just had their hand on your shoulder, I mean, there's a certain level of uncomfortability, but it's not dangerous. It's not uh, hurtful. It's just a constant reminder uh, that you, in, in, in that being vulnerable, you have other people to think about. You have other people to consider with all the, the, the actions that you take um, and the things that you do, at least for me. So I, I, I'll be honest. I don't think I'm uh, vulnerable mm. as far as being open with people. Mm-hmm. I don't think I am because I don't open up on that level to anybody. I, I really don't. Outside of my... I'm just honest I will lock all my feelings up Until it's sharp it, Yeah I will lock Tactful. it all up Put it on the shelf And when I get ready to deal with it I'll deal with it okay. I wish But I, I don't have I don't have I don't feel like I'm vulnerable With people I, I Because I I've been in the mili- In the Marine Corps and have seen Ra. things and said, yeah, Ra. Ra. <laughs> and people have said and done things I've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm not trusting you with my feelings. I would trust maybe you three and my wife mm-hmm. and well, the good Lord upstairs. That's about it. That's the boy. Well, yeah, <laughs> my I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I tell him all. But I'm not just like in the store trusting yeah, people with my feelings at no, all. No, no, I'm like that. A vote. Yeah. No, I w- I'm not very vulnerable when it comes to the people okay. outside of my wife. If she and she has to kind of prod before I would really open, open up, up about something. Yeah, but but that's because yeah. she knows me. Yeah, so I don't really have to say too much. <laughs> she she seen it. Okay, she know when I'm a little hot. Yeah, feel it some kind of way. Yeah, the yeah. telltales. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So I don't feel a need to <laughs> be vulnerable. Okay, we're gonna work on that. Oh Lord! <laughs> I feel like look, we, oh when, Lord, when we uh when when I when we first got together, that's that is exactly what Janine would do. She would wait until okay, it's time to go to bed. Now we gonna talk about what we're gonna talk about. I'm, and see, that's oh, the thing. I can't wait. If something bothers me that bad, oh, I'm coming to get it now. I'm coming to get that straight right then. I can't let things linger. Yeah, for a long period of time. Because then it'll fester and I have a lot of other issues and I don't like to leave unresolved issues. So that's again, I I go back to I, I don't like being vulnerable. So if something bothering me, I like to get it settled. Got it. Yeah, I get that. Got it. I, I asked y'all that because I've struggled with it for a while. Um, as far as being vulnerable. But at the same time, well being open and being willing to show, mm-hmm. yo, this is me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like in the middle between of between the two of you, and as far as in in comparison, like I get that feeling like yo, I need to take care of this like right now. If I don't, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a problem. That's I mean, when it gets to that point, oh yeah, we gotta talk. We we gonna we gonna <laughs> have talk. a we gonna have an open conversation, and it's not gonna be pretty. Not to say that I'm gonna be rude or nasty. No, However, but it's, it's gonna be straight. It's, it's gonna, gonna be direct, be very direct, yeah. and very blunt to the yeah. point. Yeah. All emotions will be taken out and it will be dealt with. Yeah. However, I am open to being vulnerable when it comes to people. Uh, definitely inside my circle. My circle is really small. I, I tell you how small it is. 
Look around this room right now. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> outside of my fa- immediate family, you know, my wife and my children, outside of that, this circle is pretty much it. You know, I do have other associates and friends, and, I, and, I, and I'm very open to, like, be friends and have conversations and, hey, what you doing? And, you know, just showing interest because, you know, conversation and, and things of that nature. But uh, being open and vulnerable outside of my circle has become more comfortable to me now than it was in, in the past, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. But But if it's something, if it's a hot topic... If it's a hot topic, can I get one? Oh, oh, you, man. oh, oh you missed it. Oh, you missed, missed the opportunity. No, man, it's terrible. <laughs> I, 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 there it is. <laughs> I think, I think, um, to me, um, because I've I've spoken in, in decent sized groups, mm. my vulnerability may show at that time. But it's only so deep. I understand, and there's a level to all. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a level, level to it in to different me. situations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, people can tell. I mean, people who are also guarded when you're being can genuine. tell. They yeah. can they, well, they can tell you're being like this is as far as my genuineness right. is going to go in front of this room. Right, that's the stopping point. I'm not going to yeah. go any further. And then I mean, and even in, in these talks, I mean, there's going to be uh, obviously things like, nah, that's not. That I'm not going to share that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I share it all. But we, I think overall, I think. It, if people listening to this conversation, they can take something from it, learn something from it, glean something, and and use it and, and improve their life or some kind of way. So, um, yeah. Okay. I, I, I like to thank y'all for being open in this conversation. Oh, we got to thank a lot of people. Even we though. Do. We got to thank a lot of people. You know, some some things are still guarded, but yeah, thank a lot of people for being open. Well, you know, we probably shouldn't thank them by name unless you got some names well, that you really want to. Because I, I hate to leave people out. I hate to leave people out, but I got the. But you, I'm gonna leave people out today. I, I got to shout out my love, my wife. Yes, Angela M. Hill. I love her to death. That's, oh, that's my sidekick. But that's that that's the one who kind of <laughs> whose critique <laughs> and 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 negative remarks or whatever needs to be said. That's one person I do trust. Right. Okay, they're telling me this not to hurt me. Yeah, mm-hmm. or not to criticize me, yeah. but to actually improve me. That's the one person that I give that outside of y'all two and a guy named Jeremy Petty. Love you, Jeremy. Out there, pastor in uh, Seattle, uh, Washington. Yeah. He's on the way out there. So nice. that, those are my close, close, close. If anything ever go down, I, you got to pop the trunk. That's who you call. Yeah, it. I'm calling them. Well, call well, Alfonso, Allen, and Jeremy. Hey, if you need to pop the trunk, you know I'll be there. No comment. I don't know. I lost everything in the boat accident. I don't have any guns or ammunition. <laughs> Me either. I've never heard of such things. Uh, what is that? Um, you're not. You're not just gonna come up here and say that you're gonna shout out your wife and um and, and you better. Uh, you know. Let's, let's, you better. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> you better. Let's do this, uh, Ashley. If you're listening, Ashley Twine has been um, Talk tremendous, about amazing woman, wife, mother. Uh, entrepreneur, like she's amazing. But uh, let me stick on topic. Uh, stay on topic. Uh, when it comes to being the openness and being uh, acceptive, adaptive, she is one of the most amazing women w- this in this world to me because she she helps. She's like a compass, mm-hmm. you know. Because I'm certified in, in in a lot of different things, but 
she has definitely been a, a major, major asset to my being openness and being able to navigate. So love you. Uh, if you're listening and Alan, I'm, I'm going to just leave it right there for now. Oh, y'all, of course, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not the best of friend. However.com, I'm always here. Like these two guys, they, they know, you know what I'm saying? It's like we, we, we've known each other for a while, so we know how we operate to a certain extent. Yeah, It's been over 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. I have another uh, topic. I met I met I met Fonzo in two thousand. We'll leave it alone. Summer two thousand. Yeah, it's been a while. Obviously, I've known you since high school. We're gonna have. I just wrote that in here. That's in our notes that we're gonna have to have an episode of how do we all meet? Yo, I have another. I have another note as well as far as how the three of us was how we were raised differently. Yep. Me being a foster child. Yep. Single mother home, having both parents, and, and we'll still. Deal with that. Yeah, we definitely yeah, gonna have a conversation. About conversation about that. Oh, King yeah. conversation about that. Man. Raising young men in different environments. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's, I like it's, it. it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's a thing, man. And uh, so hey, so I guess I guess we'll wrap it up there. So look, I appreciate uh, I appreciate everybody listening in. I appreciate you guys for being here to do this uh, podcast with me. And Fun. you know, the hope is that man, I, I can't wait till we are in you know on a hundred thousand people's phones and then a million people's phones all around the world just listening to you know, some insights that we may have from clearly from the trauma that we've all experienced. Right. Yes, so uh, with that being said, we're going to let you guys ride out on. Yes, sir. I, I just want to hear that. I just want the to hear music. That. Here we go, man. I know. We I go just, 30 minutes. Just, and the only thing this man been thinking about for 30 minutes is cue the music. Because I love music. Really we're going to talk about hey, that one day. I love live instruments. I've, I've had I conversations like that. Synthesize. <laughs> Well, you should have went when, when Earth, Wind, and Fire was here. Then you should have went to that concert. That, that Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. Chicago concert was fire. I heard it hey. was amazing. Shout out to dude. Play like seven instruments. Oh, he played instruments for the for the the, the, the music collection. Oh yeah, definitely. I think everybody in here has some kind of instrument uh, background. But shout out to you for picking the music because the people that I have talked to who have listened to the podcast, they uh, they said, "Yo, I rock with that." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So with that said, everybody, we'll see y'all next week. Uh, Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the uh, podcast. Share with everybody that you know. Appreciate all of you who are listening. And we'll be back next week on Kingly Conversations. Yeah.